the world is in a state of less Nessmanlessness. I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And it's episode number... <laughs> 235. A video game's hot nice. dog. Uh, the Good podcast game. about video games that we do. And you know how we do it? We do it owing entirely <laughs> to the support of dedicated, generous Patreon supporters like you, maybe. If you're one of our generous, dedicated Patreon supporters. We started a Patreon and had a had a really heartwarming outpouring of support very early on without even having mentioned it on the podcast and it makes it makes us feel really good that's right listeners we finally gave up on making a video <laughs> <laughs> a woman from patreon emailed me and said hey it seems like your podcast would be a really good fit for patreon I'm like wow you guys must have gotten to the real bottom of the barrel <laughs> in this outreach and i said yeah you know the thing that's stopping me from doing it is none of us know how to or want to make a video and she was like hey you don't have to make a video anymore and then i looked at the crate and crowbar patreon page and i was like I bet I could make something equivalent to this in 10 minutes, so I did. You know, and it's fine. It totally is fine. Yeah. The Crate and Crowbar one is fine. I, you know, I love those guys, and you should give them money, too, after you've given it to us. Patreon.com slash VGHD if you want to support us. You can give us money. Let us get it all wet. <laughs> yeah, like, and then take it back and give it to them. Like, ha ha. But none of that money goes to Tom. The Patreon campaign for Creighton Crowbar says Tom isn't taking any of this money because he doesn't need it. Oh. <laughs> Which is like simultaneously, thanks, Tom, and fuck you, Tom. It is a little. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, if I didn't like know that he was literally the nicest man in the world, yeah. <laughs> it would be weird. Oh, guys, how you been? Doing all right. Good. I I was just at the dentist getting my teeth dentist oh man are you all Dented. are you all fucked up and are you gonna adorably ask me on youtube if this is forever is, is, is it forever yeah um if if i am slurring it's not for the usual reason it's because i've been anesthetized oh so you went to the dentist today yes just a few hours ago oh wow kevin did the david after dentist joke go over your head i got it okay i <laughs> was you, i was you looked at me dubiously yeah you just surprised that i would make that joke I, not... well no i i didn't place it at first i got it at, like a second later but then i was trying to i was trying to figure out some sort of uh way in which jim was going to the dentist to just get high or something <laughs> <laughs> like this was like it's just a ploy to get nitrous oxide or whatever oh by the way listeners uh we're not charging the patreon backers for this episode because we didn't want to do one right at the end of the month we're just going to start next time and also we haven't set up any of the things that we promised to give the people who've given us money yet so we're not going to take any money until we what, do uh, what maybe we should do a rundown <clears throat> tell me and also the listening audience <laughs> <laughs> what what you can get for your uh, Patreon so, uh, backers? We 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 did it per episode. So for one dollar dollar an episode, you get access to a Slack that we're going to set up because that's an idea that the Duckfeed guys had that I felt like stealing. And uh, their Slack is fun to hang out in. We'll mm -hmm. hang out in there and talk to you about video games every once in a while. If it's anything like other Slacks, uh, at the two dollar level, we'll send you a postcard once a month because that's another idea that I stole from the Duckfeed people, and I like getting postcards from them because their postcards are often cool and they often have a nice note from Cole. So maybe we'll send you a postcard that has a nice note from Cole. <laughs> I wonder if I was like, "Hey Cole, if I just sent you like ten postcards, would you write nice notes on them and send them back to me?" I bet he would. For two dollars, 
You get that. That was $5. Yeah, you get to pick an assignment through a mechanism that we have not yet exactly figured out how it's going to work. Probably the Slack. Probably the Slack uh, that will go into some sort of a spreadsheet. Yep. Um, and we would like to not let other people choose more than like every other assignment. I said on the, I said on the Patreon page one a month, but that's just not going to work because too many people want to give us money. We're, we're probably, probably going to exercise some discretion as to the, uh, the frequency. That's Ex- my get exorcise. Exacerbate. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we could also just start recording more than once a week. Just so people or do more than one assignment that level, per episode. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All we're playing is assignments now. Oh yeah. We could also start charging for episodes of train hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, we could just say, Oh, Oops, I launched a thousand episodes of the podcast today. Uh, <laughs> so long, suckers. Patreon we'll be in Mexico to... recording a thousand podcasts today. <laughs> Patreon has to have some sort of mechanism to... You can cap the amount per month that you are spending. Okay, yeah. So it is... It is that They, in fact, do prevent people from fucking over the, the Patreon. But is there a default yes. cap? I think... I don't remember, but I, I, I think that they probably have one even if they don't explicitly say you know speaking of uh jim going to the dentist to get high uh yesterday i randomly decided to get a medical marijuana card here in the state of california Mm. which is a thing that you can do between googling whether i could do it or not and walking out of the doctor's office with the medical marijuana card in hand less than one hour (laughs) Nice. It was, it, it turns out you don't have to actually be a resident of California. Well, you have to be paying you a utility bill in California that counts as proof of residency. And you just fill out some forms and then the doctor asks you what your favorite kind of beans are. (laughs) And you tell him (laughs) why, why, uh, why great northern beans. My mom used to make them all the time when I was a kid. And he said, crock pot. And I said, you know it. And he said, you got your medical marijuana recommendations, son. That is actually what happened. What? At this doctor's <laughs> office. <laughs> I think you should definitely not say the name of this doctor. <laughs> well, or if your you Google name. San Francisco medical <laughs> marijuana doctor, he's the first one. It's There's uh, a 420 oh, in the Aaron website a. name. Aardvark. <laughs> what time was your appointment? It was at 410 because I elected not to make it at 420. You could make appointments every 10 minutes. And I was like, it'd be funnier if it ended at 420 and I got the card at 4. Really, it was just because that was what time it was when I decided to do this. It is a joke. I think. I mean, I guess I knew it was going to be. I think here in Oregon, like this fall, there's just going to be stores. Does that just, mean it's, it's just going to be legal like Colorado? Yeah, it's, or it's completely legal here now. And they have... I get, they have started giving like retail permits. So like starting in like September, you can just walk into a place and buy some weed and walk out again. So starting Colorado in September, you're going to get a lot mellower on these episodes oh, of video yeah. games, hot dog, man. Colorado's where crime went down and the state's tax revenues went way up. So win, win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do it everywhere. Legalize it. I, this is me and my Bob Marley tapestry urge you to legalize it legal legal blaze it um i really don't smoke that much pot i just don't like having things be illegal and if i can make things be less illegal for me also was a hassle when i did want pot it i couldn't just go to a store i had to hassle one yeah, of your you had frat to find brothers or find guy. some yeah. yeah you had to find a skeezy guy and where am i gonna find one of those <laughs> 
Anyway, um, I signed some paperwork saying I wouldn't do this, but if anybody wants any weed, I'll totally hook you up. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, just kidding. That's a much higher Patreon tier. <laughs> anyway, have you guys been doing anything other than playing video games? It's only been a week. Yeah, it's only been a week. Uh, I read some of a book. Some of a book. Actually, I read some of two books, but the <gasps> sum of the first book was such a small sum, <laughs> it's barely worth talking about. I read the uh, introduction to... Uh, 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 um, Spelunky by Derek Yu. No. Uh, okay. Close. Uh, what's the guy's... I can't believe I can... Th- Hunter S. Thompson. I, I started... Oh, Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail. Yeah, I started reading that and got as far as like... I read the introduction and like the first few pages and then got distracted. And then I read like the first half of the new fifth edition D and D version of, uh, castle Strahd. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they're pretty similar books. <laughs> you don't know where one starts and the other one. Yeah. Ends. Actually, I, I dropped both the books on the floor and the pages got shuffled together. <laughs> So now I'm like looking at this elaborate map of the lands of Barovia, wondering where exactly Richard Nixon's first campaign stop was. <laughs> Man, what? What if those were tied together? Like, what if the secret of Castle Strahd is actually that Richard Nixon was an immortal vampire, mm. and um, him? The reason that he was having such having such a sweaty, troubled time on that TV interview or the TV debate against uh, JFK, yeah, it was because there was like the the light was too close to sunlight. He was like melting in the heat. He's a vampire, not a crook. Yeah, well, I mean, and and oh, that's JFK... why the, the two the holding his hands up with the V's. That's V for vampire. <laughs> JFK was always wearing a cross because he was Catholic, so right. that also made yeah. Nixon kind of uneasy. Was um, was Nixon president during like a part of the space program such that he could have put his phylactery onto a probe that left the solar system? <laughs> Gosh, I don't know. Huh. I, when did I feel like most of our probes were actually post moon landing? I think you're right. Right? We like weirdly. Yeah. Did Did you guys know that Russia landed a probe on Venus? For like an hour. Yeah. They, like, <laughs> it, they, they landed a probe on Venus in the 80s for like about the amount of time it takes for Venus to completely destroy a probe, which is yeah. a few minutes. Right. Um, but yeah, that was a weird thing. That like, Yeah, I never heard about that. I I keep hearing stories about Will Wright giving talks at GDC about the Russian space program. And I'm hoping I can find those on the vault. There was also the Russian depth program where they drilled the <laughs> deepest oh, hole, the, the hole directly to hell. Ever, the and Russian yeah, audio I mean, of it program. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean they're pretty big, right? Like you could you could say that their entire history is their width program, right? Like, <laughs> well, see, yeah, judged along a fourth dimensional axis, sure. Okay. <laughs> oh, um. Yeah. Good. <laughs> So that's that's what Rip's been up to. Yep. I read a article on child rearing that said that the worst thing you can do is hand your child a phone and hope it all works out. That's not the worst thing you can do. You could like yeah, boil you could it. like you could shoot the kid. Yeah. You could just shoot him. 
That'd I mean, the worse. kid might be better off dead than given a phone and unrestricted access to all of the horrors that's of a, the internet. That's a fair point. Uh, might add to them. Okay, you could give him the phone and then shoot him. Or just give him a gun and send him to the mall. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's like the the beginning of Lone Wolf and Cub. Instead of putting putting like the the ball and the sword in front of him and see which one he picks, you put down a phone that has like. Hello, uh, 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 Wikipedia page on it, and then a phone that has, like, Reddit on it, and see which one he picks. I, th- I thought you were going to say, like, a phone with the CD-ROM of Grolier's Encyclopedia. Sure. Encarta in- in- iPhone yeah. right. OS X. I mean, I've, right, I know right, that the, the, the new stamp phone size video. that Apple came out with has that CD drive on it, so... <laughs> Right. Maybe it's like the beginning of uh, Lone Wolf by Joe Deaver, where you uh, roll for your stats and choose your mm. Kai disciplines and your starting inventory <laughs> for your c- cool choose your own adventure. Oh, that would be that would be tough if you had to start if like first level in a role playing game was baby. Yeah, because yeah, baby doesn't started. have a lot of abilities. Low survivability. Yeah, you have like one hit point. Like, is even, like, a real sloppy dagger strike <laughs> probably going to kill a baby. Can right? you just, like, pour gasoline on a pile of babies to level up real fast? Ah, gross, Kevin. <laughs> What's well, the anthill I know, thing. I know, I get it, but it's... Ba- it's that grosser than babies? gross. Babies? Yeah, what's grosser than gross? Kevin's whole feeling about babies. <laughs> I'm not into kids. I, th- I, th- I think the worst thing you can do with your child is get it near Kevin. Sure. <laughs> is what they doing. always start crying when they see me. I don't understand. How do you feel about pizza? dogs? Dogs are great. Because they also start making annoying noises whenever they see you. Do they? Okay, maybe it's just me. Maybe they only bark at me. <laughs> when they see Kevin, they make annoying noises Are you sure you mean Kevin? You. Are you sure you don't mean you? I might mean me. I destroyed my mouth with that pizza that we ate earlier, and oh, now I have either stalactites or stalagmites <laughs> of gristle hang- oh. hanging from the roof of my mouth, and I hate it. Oh. It's My mouth tastes like blood. I don't like it. This sounds like a good segue into the Oculus. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I like about our podcast is that we have not spent, unlike most other video game podcasts, an hour and a half of every show for the last nine months talking about fucking VR. Hmm. <laughs> Do you want to talk about VR? Sure. Uh, do you have anything to say? I don't. No. I mean, I can talk about what I heard on the giant bomb cast. I haven't even had any chance to try any of them. I've tried very, very briefly the Rift, or the, what was formerly called the Rift, and I've tried the Cast AR, which is not VR, I guess. I tried uh, Google Cardboard. Okay. Oh, yeah. I guess I did try that one. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be a great conversation, guys. I, we have a, uh, whatever the Oculus phone one is. What is that? What is it called? I don't know. Uh, Gear a, VR. Well, Samsung Gear VR. That's a Samsung yeah. thing, I think. Okay, but, but I, I think they all feed from the Oculus store because they're yeah, trying to like, own that ecosystem. Amelia got it as a Facebook employee. They gave them all free oh, copies okay. of the Gear VR, but we don't have a Samsung phone. Right. So hmm. what yeah. do with that? So like, this is something that might affect my life. Like I'm up for a new phone on my phone plan. Right. And so this is actually something I'm considering is getting specifically a Samsung phone so I can do the Gear VR thing. 
So maybe, I don't know, look forward to that, listeners, or like really increase your Patreon pledge. <laughs> I don't think I want to buy any of the headsets. Like, I, I, don't, I respect that. Like, I, they're like, definitely not ready for prime time. I, Are I you think, interested in VR, like, in, in, in the general? Like, no, when it gets to be good? No, I really don't. I mean, I don't know. Uh, like, okay. I, I mean, I don't want... I had basically decreed I don't think that I will ever buy another video game console, right? And I still, like, really don't this see is, myself getting a PS4. This is more like buying a really special monitor. That strapped to your face? Yeah. I don't know if my computer would drive it, and it I'm not interested would. in finding it. I mean, it's a yeah. brand new... Okay, maybe then like, it would. fairly reasonable gaming machine, but, like... I have not heard anything about any of the products that are available for any of the things that, for any of the, the headsets that make me think that's something that I couldn't get most of the enjoyment out of just playing it at a trade show hmm. for 10 minutes. Yeah, almost all the the best experiences with um, this stuff, is, what I've heard of is that they are bite-sized experiences like Wii Sports. I've heard that super job doer or whatever what's the vibe job wanna, simulator yeah job simulator that sounds cool i've heard it's fun uh i want to play lucky's tale because it makes me think of n64 era platformers hmm. i would Super like to hypercube play is pretty good res infinite i was a huge sure. res fan but then you'd have to get a weird dildo suit hmm, you know the uh i mean the P playstation 4 one is probably the only one that i really have like like it's the only reasonable choice for me because if I try and get one of the other ones, I'm definitely going to have to buy a new box to go with it. Didn't you get a, so, a Rift? No. <laughs> Are you just saying that because it's logical based on my the name? The PS4 one seems like it's maybe a mess. Really? Have you tried it? No. Um. The what if they release that Res body suit? And the retail version of the one that they were demoing turns out to be the suit from Seven. <laughs> and they were just like, you like when they're asked, like, why is it, like, why does it need all these dick knives and stuff on the outside of it? They were just like, well, it just has to. That's just how it has to be. Like it's technical constraints to get the cost down. <laughs> hmm. Mm -hmm. That's just how it has to be. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know the name of anyone involved with that project that I could <laughs> pretend was to blame for the dick knife suit. David Fincher. Okay, yeah, Dave. Sure. Dave Res Infinite by David Fincher. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> Every level of Res is just Hollow the Mountain King by Atticus Finch. Atticus Ross. Atticus Finch is the guy from <laughs> Kill a Mockingbird. Yep. Okay. But, okay, but to be fair, how many people are there named Atticus? Two? Exactly. Okay. One, one fictional and one, uh, I don't know, that's probably a pen name. I, uh, I played a video game for oh, a while. Oh, yeah? I played through the first, like, eight or ten missions of the Protoss campaign of StarCraft II, which came out a few months ago, and I forgot to play. Is that the final chapter? Yeah, it's really, really good, and it's weird that, like, 
It just didn't get any press. Yeah, like Blizzard is like well, StarCraft Two came out like five, five years, ago, years ago. So yeah, it who gives they, a shit now. They spread it out over five years, but this is this is like absolutely like top of their game single player narrative RTS content. Like they have gotten so so good at this. And it's it's weird to me that they can produce these like really polished, really expensive, really fun experiences, and now just nobody cares because it's like <laughs> oh, that's old. I guess I knew it came out because I remember the ending being spoiled for me. Oh no! Well, I wasn't going to play it. Well, um, don't spoil it for me. Okay. It sounded pretty entertaining. Is that a spoiler? Okay. D- uh, like maybe Artanis and. Jim Rayner uh, merged together not, into some weird hybrid. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying a word. Okay, that's it, isn't it? I'm not. I guessed it, didn't I? I? I'm not. Is my Jim Rayner the name of a character in StarCraft? Yeah, he's like yeah. the he's like the guy, General the first guy that you meet in the campaign of StarCraft One. He's like the the sort of maverick Terran local official. Oh, is he the one with the cigar? No, that's Titus. Oh. Uh, that's his buddy who I think doesn't exist in Starcraft one. I'm pretty sure he's dead by the end of the wings of Liberty or he betrays them or something. Do, do we know if blizzard still has like half, half their employees as a, as a CG team? I don't know. I remember that was a thing during the Warcraft three era that like they had as many game, as many CG people, doing like animation for the uh, the cutscenes and the promo stuff as they had game developers. That seems like a weird allocation of money, but I guess I have the, two friends the that preview video one of them they is put out for it, on their CG team. So is it sort of so yeah, that out. extrapolating out. Yeah, exactly. I guess that's yeah. that's the preview video sure. they put out for <laughs> Yeah, no, we know several we know several people. Tech, okay, so, so so if if our experience is is to is extrapolatable, I would say that like maybe 80% of Blizzard's employees worked on Hearthstone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, like, cutscenes for Hearthstone. 99% of them are probably, like, GMs in World of Warcraft mm-hmm. and, like, IT people and... Customer service or whatever. Yeah. So many of them are working on Titan. Oh, yeah. It's so mm. disappointing that this is what that turned out to be. I mean, it's not, really. That wasn't what it was supposed to be, right? This is just what they salvaged Wait, from... what is? It's fit Overwatch. Overwatch. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, is that like the... Their Team Fortress 2. Y- using, using those assets? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Assets, like that butt. <laughs> like that controversial <laughs> butt. Ha ha. Um, I wonder what Notch has to say about this. <laughs> Good. That's StarCraft good. 2. Start talking about that. The Protoss campaign is just really good. It's really cool. Like the all of all of their single player StarCraft 2 campaigns are just really good. Like they they don't get boring. They're not like these protracted like this is just basically a multiplayer game of StarCraft 2 against an uh, against an AI that's slightly less shitty than you, which is sort of what it always was in the past, right? Like Every scenario is like really creative and different than the other ones. And like they've finally given up on. And I mean, this was true even in the Terran campaign five years ago. Like, here's some weird, super powerful units that you can only build in single player. Like just dividing the multiplayer from the the campaign experience. It's like, oh, cool. 
Like here's like it with this, like every unit that the Protoss have, you have like two and looking at the UI, eventually three choices for which unit that is. So like there's the zealots or you can do the zealots from this other tribe of Protoss who have like just a different ability that they use. And then eventually there'll be a third one. And so then the next one, it's like, well, then now you have your like ranged ground attackers it's either stalkers or this other thing that's like doesn't have the teleport ability that stalkers have but just has more hit points and does more damage like so there's just all of these like things where you can like well for me it's like well which of these things will i have to not activate any abilities in order to use (laughs) those are the ones that i want and i can just do that and like have have an army that's customized just for me so yeah i mean it's uh, you probably already own it just play it good why do you probably already own it i don't know i just feel like everybody bought it okay i feel like a lot of people bought it and didn't play it that is kind of the sense that i have you you buy it separately from the other two starcraft twos right yeah i don't know i don't know what it looks like to buy starcraft two now yeah i also uh was i kind of ran out of podcasts to listen to when i was going back through my my backlog of retronauts and i listened to their metroid episode and they reminded me about zero mission and then they reminded me that zero mission is a thing you can buy in the wii u uh virtual store the e-shop and so i played a couple hours of zero mission nice. on my tele on my television and wiimote simultaneously my wii u mote what do you call that the wii u controller i think it's the wii u gamepad okay that's what i played it on and I felt weird not looking at it on the gamepad because it's the same thing as on the TV. The TV is just so much bigger, you know. But it's, it's weird co- that but it's then there's like your face. a thing right by your face that's the same thing that's always moving around and distracting you. It seems like you wouldn't just put the same thing on both of those screens because that feels weird. I always feel like I'm ignoring one of them, you know. Hmm, like, right. I feel like I'm neglecting something here. In Zombie U, they do do that deliberately, so that while you're like manipulating your inventory on the gamepad, you might not see the zombies coming to your to bite you. Oh, hey, I heard really good things about Zombie U, and now I own the console. That you you could totally play it. I could play it. Is it good? I've I haven't played it. I've heard it's good. Is it where you go to college with zombies? There's (laughs) no. It's 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 they just called it that because of the Wii U. Oh. It has nothing to do with university. It's Z-O-M-B-I-I-U. I I think it's just one I. Oh, really? Yeah. Weirdly. Whatever, then. It's, it's, uh, I mean, the Steam is lousy with zombie survival games. I think it's one of those. But for the Wii. But for the Wii, and also before all those. It's on Steam now. It's just called Zombie. Oh. And I'm pretty sure it has two eyes. (laughs) That's, that's, no one's gonna know why. No one's going to get it. We know why. Dedicated video games and hot dog listeners will know why. They, they'll know why. Zero Mission is a really, really good Metroid game. The, the consensus on the Retronauts was that it is the best Metroid game, and I think I agree with them. Mm. Hold on I, one second. I think that's really uh, a weird assertion to make, but I liked it. You liked the game or you liked the assertion? I liked the game. I liked uh, Metroid Zero Mission. But I liked, for example, Metroid Prime more. Um, it's weird for me to say it, but I actually think I liked the original Metroid more. Hmm. Uh, because, like, in, in most objective uh, measurements, I think Zero Mission is the better game 
And it's a remake of the first game. Yeah. Um, I like that it's not quite as directionless. You know what? I think my... I, I know I like that too. I like. I think that's especially for, especially nowadays. Like, if I were to like direct someone to play one of the two versions of that of that ver- of that Metroid, I would definitely play say play the one that's not as directionless. Because although that's one of the things I really like about the first Metroid, how just aimless it is. It is something that is interesting about the first Metroid. I don't know that it is something that is good about. I, it's a it's yeah. a thing. Well, I've talked about this before about how one of the things that's really important to me is a strong in a game is a strong sense of place and metroid has the, has that more than most games because the map actually fits together well that and also like there are so many areas that are pointless hmm. like there's no like gameplay reason for it to exist but that's just how the world is sometimes even most of the time and so there's it, always a, like some kind of power up everywhere though uh, so and, I think in I think there are de- there are definitely some like offshoots of the map that just lead to nothing. I could be wrong, but I feel like there's at least like a missile pack or a. I mean, in something. Zero Mission, that is certainly true. I think in the original Metroid, it was not. I think there were just some kind of pointless dead ends. I can't remember any because I feel like at the end of every dead end, there was either a power up or like a secret passage to another place. Mm. We'll talk about this in um, the assignment discussion as well. Hmm. Um, okay. Just uh, by that, I, by this, I mean like the compromise Level between design. how much patience I had for a thing yeah. in the '90s versus how much I have now. Sure. Uh, are, yeah. are we? Are we uh, skipping uh, listener oh, mail? Shit. No, we shouldn't. Industrial Punk writes, How was GDC? I've really missed the podcast. Every Thursday was a little empty. Welcome back. Well, thanks, Industrial Punk. Um, my GDC was fun. We talked about it a little bit last week, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we- it was it was a good time. I, I feel like I'm going to... I don't remember anything re- like anything from last week, so I bet if I were to describe <laughs> things from GDC, I would probably end up rehashing things. I went to one party and two meetings. I I went to one dinner. I went to a party every night and that and then left early enough to annoy the people who I was going home with. <laughs> Did you make them leave at the same time? Yeah, well yeah, because they, one of them was driving. Oh. And right. we had to record GDC hot dog. Right. Together. Uh I went to a couple parties went to the only session that I sort of attended was the experimental gameplay session and that I was just watching a like a live rebroadcast of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just talked to people like basically outside the sessions the whole time, uh, which was really good. Actually. I I had a really, I had a bunch of like this year I had fewer conversations, but a, a bunch of much longer, more in depth, interesting ones. And I would totally do that again. It was really great. Yeah. I've got enough friends who come to GDC that I always feel guilty for not spending time with every one of them. Right. It's such a short period of time for the number of people who come into town. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. And it would be easier if I wasn't like, if I could take a pill to make me an extrovert for a week, (laughs) that would be super convenient. (laughs) It would also be super convenient if like GDC lasted a month and I could just pill is 
It's called beer. Yeah. <laughs> is it, beer it, comes in pill form? <laughs> <laughs> no, it comes in delicious beer yeah, form. I've, That's I've the actually, best thing about I've it. actually uh, never tried using alcohol as a form of medication, so maybe I could do that. You, you might want to not use beer if you're actually trying to take it like medicine. You might want something that's a little more potent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because beer is just a, like a... If, especially if you don't like how it tastes, it's a lot of work to get drunk. Yeah. Whereas like... Well, it's a lot of work for me to get drunk anyway. Like well, I've That's got, why you need like a high proof... I've got so like much blood. Girly cocktails. <laughs> it's Girly cocktails are what you want. Girly cocktails, okay. Because they'll they'll it'll taste kind of like juice, which you might like. Juice is good. Yeah, so it's you want something that tastes like juice, but actually is controversial just opinions pure, here on video games hot dog. pure alcohol, like a Long Island iced tea. You like iced tea? A iced tea is delicious. Yeah, so you want a Long Island iced tea is what you want, which is like ninety five percent booze. Okay, so I gotta but just taste like iced like, tea. Drink up every morning before I go to GDC. Sure. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> am I, am I, this, is not, this is not the recommended well, procedure. You want to have just enough. Well, Jim, let me ask you something. Uh-huh. What's your favorite kind of beans? Uh, I've been making pinto beans. Hmm. And like been, from scratch? Uh, I mean, if by from scratch, I'm buying the ones in the bag of the store and soaking them and putting them in the crock pot. Wow. And is, then... Do you take the stones Adding out? bouillon... I, uh, they're bullion stones. Is bullion oh. is that like gold bullion? No, I, I like I. I just liked it. I liked the way that you said it because it was like booyah. I knew what you meant. <laughs> like, Wait, like pinto beans have stones. Sometimes it, there's all there's often. I'm just eating the stones, stones in then, a bag of beans. Like yeah, there there's often like garbage in the when you buy dry beans. There's there's like uh, maybe they're one just part per dissolving in the crock pot. I think they're actual rocks. Yeah. I would be surprised if they... I, I have not noticed them, and okay. I have not deliberately taken them out. Are you okay. refrying the beans? I'm not refrying the beans. I'm only frying them once. Sounds delicious. <laughs> what do you season them with? Bouillon and... Uh, bouillon, like... And then I add salt, and in, in addition to the bouillon, uh, sometimes cumin, sometimes sriracha... Did you sometimes... just say human salt? Yeah, delicious human salt. Uh, it's like how you resurrect a person. Human. Human oh. with a, yeah. Wait, uh, what do you mean how you resurrect a person? The, in the, the HP Lovecraft stuff, you have the, a person's essential salts. Oh, I see. You cast your the, spell. I used to freak people out at bars by, you can sort of resurrect a, like if a fly lands in your beer, oh. you can fish it out and bring it back to life and f really freak everybody out. Um, what are they freaked out about? That you have that you say, hey, you want to watch me bring this fly back to life because I'm a fucking scary wizard. <laughs> and, then, and then they're like, oh, whatever, dude. And you're like, no. And then you bring the fly back to life and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> they get really panicky. But it, the fly wasn't really dead. Right. It was in suspended animation. Yeah. And but if you if a fly drowns in your beer, it looks very dead. But if you pour a bunch of salt on it, all of the beer comes out of it, and its tiny little nervous system starts up again. And then it it's never right after that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like, but it'll like start it'll start yeah, moving yeah. around or yeah. reanimator. Yeah, my, yeah. My grandma told me about how once they went to, they were staying in a house that. Uh, was very cold because it was the winter and no one was staying there, so the heat was off. 
and there were all these dead flies on the floor. So they swept up the flies, put them in a paper bag, and then put the paper, like, just, I, th- I think they put the paper bag in the garbage. And as the house heated up, the flies came back to life and just swarmed the in- the kitchen. Ugh. And it was just this cloud of thousands of flies. That's awful. Gross. Yep. Beelzebub. If there were enough flies inside a paper bag, like a sealed paper bag, if you had a bunch of flies inside a balloon, could they make the balloon move around? Huh. I think so. Yeah? But they couldn't make it fly like a autonomous creature, though, right? Yeah, no, probably not, but I... They could probably bump it so it would roll around the floor like a hamster ball. Yeah. No, could they get it up in the air is no. my question. Yeah, I don't because think they, they could because they would they, be like... They'd be forcing air forcing downwards. air to, towards the balloon and it would hit the bottom of the balloon. Yeah. And, I feel like they're isolated from the environment. Okay, so what if these... What if you made a man out of balloons, filled each of them with flies, and then you put the man in the pilot seat of an airplane on a treadmill? <laughs> <laughs> could could the airplane take off? Yeah, could could the flies move the balloon man's hands to the airplane's controls and manipulate them such that the airplane would be able to take off? That is an excellent question to post to Metafilter. My, my favorite th- thing to have come out of that argument was a picture of a a helicopter on a turntable. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, can you sail? Downwind faster than the wind. D F T T W. Isn't that something that they actually do? That like they sail in, in into the wind somehow, don't they? Yeah, right. I don't know how that works. Yeah. <laughs> um, I saw an explanation of that recently, actually. Um, but I don't remember what it was. They, there's they just have a giant like j-shaped tube and they point that at the wind (laughs) that that explains the j-shaped tube in wind waker yep (laughs) yeah did they not explain it in wind waker oh it's that magic lion (laughs) that makes it so you can sail into the wind right it's fucking nowhere interesting to go in Wind Waker. Not in the real world. In the real world, there's also all sorts of all sorts of interesting places. <laughs> Let's go on an adventure together. <laughs> we we uh, went to get pizza earlier. That was an adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Azu says, have any of you guys played Pepper's Adventures in Time? It was a point-and-click Sierra game via Mark Seibert that I think gets talked about uh, a lot less than, say, A King's Quest. It was my favorite game when I was a small child in 1994. I've never heard of it. I've never heard, heard of it either. Maybe we should do it as an assignment. I've played uh, if, basically if zero. Azu pledges yeah. five dollars an episode. It's true. I played a lot of Sierra games as a kid. Actually, that's not true. I just played Space Quest one through three. <laughs> you did not play Police Quest? No, wow, I did not really? have Police Quest. That no. is. That doesn't make any sense. It is really surprising. You would think that my dad would have bought that, because he also kind of likes the Space Quest games, but he never... They were way less funny. Police Quest is really boring. Police Quest was? Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of procedural. It's like filling paperwork out. Line Hollis did a uh, write-up of playing through Police Quest 2 
um, and was talking about how it's it's the person who made it uh, hates how hated how unrealistic cop shows were. I see, and wanted to make something that was really true to life. Like this is how actually how uh, and did it by like every time you didn't follow procedure, you would die, right, or or get fired. You had to, you had to turn your lights on to run red lights. Yeah, yeah. Putty Buddy writes, any chance of a seven-day roguelike roundup this year? You know, the place that I normally get my seven-day roguelike roundups uh, didn't do one this year, and so I'm kind of adrift. You know what is very difficult? Googling this results of the seven-day roguelike competition from a given year, because boy, is there like a big confusing spreadsheet hmm. that is the only like official presence of the seven-day roguelike. I'm surprised there isn't like an organizer... Like, post making blog posts about here. Maybe like, there is, and I just don't know it. In previous years, I've always read about it on... Is it, is it a competition? Like, are there winners? I don't think so. I okay. think it's more of a jam than a contest, which is why there is then not a formalized set of winners. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Why were you looking up Portalusis the other day? Uh, Jenny brought it up. Okay. Um, and I, I think I determined that it was actually... The Christopher Whitman that I have talked to on yes, Twitter. C.B. Whitman is. Yeah. But that Christopher Whit- C.B. Whitman, like, left Twitter a couple of months ago. Yeah. So, and I guess also, like, deleted his blog. That's sad. Yeah. Is, is he okay? I, sure. he, I I think he's okay, but he was just sick of Twitter, which is pretty understandable. Um, he was sick of Twitter and providing joy to children with his video game, Portalusis. That makes me sadder than him leaving twitter i have like, an offline copy of it yeah if you could just send least. me th- like that was something that someone I, I thank you listener who mentioned this idea i just have one of the video games hot dog people give it to you yeah if you could just send me a copy of that do you have a mac no okay. so i'm fucked well i probably have a pc version on an old laptop okay if i can find okay it. that's that's a that's a big ask <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, especially because that laptop is currently in Arizona. But I will be there. Hey, speaking of which, listeners, ZapCon, April 16th and 17th, Mesa Convention Center, Mesa, Arizona. Come play all of our arcade games and our pinball machine. That's really soon. Yeah, yeah. it's in like two weeks. We're not two and a half We're not weeks. stressed out about it at all. It's fine. <laughs> eh, Wes is doing most of the work. It's true. And also, we've done it a bunch of times at this point. Sure. And we're, like, largely paying people to do the things that we didn't like doing before, like moving pinball machines and arcade cabinets. We're just paying people to break them for us instead of us breaking them by moving them. We'll pay somebody else to fix them, and then you can play them all weekend long in a big convention center. And then there's a room with beer. And food trucks this year. Oh, Okay, good. Uh, I was doing a, this like AM radio segment in Tucson a couple you know, yesterday morning, and they asked me if there was going to be food, and I said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have food trucks basically the whole time. They asked me some questions about pinball, and I said, boy, you should really be talking to Wes about pinball. I'm the worst person to talk to about that. Okay, well, is there going to be food? I don't know. You should really be talking to Kevin about whether there's food or not. I'm the worst person to talk to about that. But I'm the one that's willing to do interviews, so fuck you. This is what you get. (laughs) Do you guys want to talk about politics? I know you do. (laughs) 
I, I am, am radio person. I am happy with the way that Tucson has been spending their tax money improving their infrastructure. What do you think of that controversial viewpoint? <laughs> what, they, what what has been Tucson's spending money on? Oh, I, they were the. I got to listen to a little bit of the show before uh, before my segment, and they they seem to be irritated with some. Uh, Sounded initially like it was like a conservative talk show, but thinking back on it, I think they were actually pushing for why don't they just charge slightly more sales tax and fix the fucking roads. I think that was their position. But then they're bad at fixing roads. Were they like comparing it to this other thing that they shouldn't be spending money on? They spent... So Tucson, at some point that was long enough ago that I remember my dad being angry about this, spent a ton of money building a pedestrian overpass huh. across the freeway in a place where no one ever went <laughs> like m- tens of millions of dollars building a pedestrian walkway that's like four stories tall that no one ever uses that's the uh and and they were they were sour about that huh. that yeah. sounds like somebody made something on kickbacks yeah oh kickbacker <laughs> <laughs> that's that's our new crowdfunding platform, guys. We need we need more crowdfunding platforms. I remember the one I was. I don't know if I was trying to remember this on the air, or if I was trying to remember this for somebody else. But the the name of the the uh, sexual project related Kickstarter that no other. If you if you're making like a a masturbation toy mm-hmm. or like a, a a game that Kickstarter won't take your project, you go to Offbeater. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's real. I didn't make that up. Oh, I'm gonna. Gee, is it Offbeater.com? I think so. Offbeater Marketplace has been closed. Oh indefinitely. my god! I'm. I, I remembered it too late. This is the worst projects no all of these links are just broken oh no or maybe, oh, my free cams is an adult webcam maybe oh, guys, it's not i've discovered an adult com. webcam community finally what? i'm so tired of these immature webcam communities where everybody's just always Mobile. asking me for help with their homework <laughs> anyway this used to be a thing or maybe it's still a thing and i don't remember the domain name uh sex crowd funding good <laughs> group sex funding um there's an indiegogo auto blow Two, a robotic oral sex simulator for men wow okay um oh yeah I saw, indiegogo, I saw, indiegogo doesn't doesn't censor anything so i actually can... saw that one i saw the video for that it sounded like and by by sounded i mean i assumed it must be really loud the way that the <laughs> machine... Like, whoa, $311,000. I guess a bunch of men really want a machine to suck their dick for them. Uh, do you think they have the same complaint that the army did about Big Dog, where this thing that's <laughs> sucking my dick sounds like it's full of bees. It's making it really hard for me to maintain my erection. <laughs> I mean, look at that picture. Like, Doesn't that look like it sounds really loud? It's also not uh, very good for stealth. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> so don't pledge. Yeah, I, I didn't. Good. I, it's t- I mean, it's too late. Okay, good. 
So you're, was, you don't have to worry about pledging. Original campaign was 622% funded on June 5th, 2014. I wonder if these things have been delivered. Ugh, there's a video that you can watch of an internal view of it. God, <laughs> just seriously? full of bees. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a beehive. Yeah, especially trained bees. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Just a, it's just a drill for making your own out of your own beehive. That's... And, you know, honey's like... It's a, a weapon and, in Far Cry yeah. Primal. <laughs> a, a, a drill? It's uh, the, the it's jar just, of you bees. Drill a, you drill a seductive hole in a beehive to distract <laughs> one of the... Sit it next stripes. to a guy? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the magazines in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Put this beehive on the ground and sneak away. What the? Ooh. <laughs> I didn't see you there. <laughs> Beehive. <laughs> and it takes forever. You have to watch the whole thing play out. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the Final Fantasy VII summons. Every time it's like five minutes of this guy fucking a beehive. And then five more minutes of screaming. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, Jim, you've been playing Far Cry Primal. <laughs> I, I played a little bit. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's, uh... It's... Did you finally get a sweet gaming rig? I, I've been playing it on PS4. Okay. It's, it's, it's more compelling to me than the last Far Cry game I played, which was, like... I think it was 4. Was 4 the most recent one? It's the same four, map. 4 like felt right. like the same thing as 3 to me. Okay. Uh, and Primal is at least like, um, at least has a new theme. Doesn't have a number. That helps. Yeah. I bet I would probably also enjoy Blood Dragon. Um, I really didn't. Yeah? I expected to, but I was like, was how so... was Blood Dragon different? Was it just like it was like medieval a theme weird cyberspace? It was like like eighties like sci-fi was, movie themed. It was oh. real. It was real. <sighs> hokey like in a way that was like wink wink we're so fucking rad and i found that pretty off-putting but also like hey you want to go capture an outpost here's an outpost that is a huge underground complex with 400 enemies in it i'm like uh okay that was Mm. not the kind of thing that i liked about far cry 3 yeah that doesn't sound like the best you know it's a neat idea i'm glad that they did it it just wasn't really for me well, I the part that's most disappointing to me is that it sounds like the writing is bad. And not in the bad in the entertaining way, which is what I was hoping for. The writing in Far Cry Primal is weird <laughs> because it's all in some other language. Yeah, I've been playing with subtitles off. It's it's pretty cool. You know, I am a sucker for like if you have a game that takes place in a world where there's like a river and all of the people in the world refer to it as the river, like capitalized, like I'm there. I'm into this. Okay. Like I, I just love it. I don't when know why. Like you'd love when there's only one of a thing. Yeah. What, like to you, there's only one of a thing. And so it's just like, that's just what it's called, you know? Like, and that's, I, uh, for whatever reason, that is just a thing that appeals to me on a, like, this is a scale of world that I can imagine comprehending, and mm. so I like it. It's mm. like... And 
Far Cry Primal does a lot of that. <laughs> I've um, I also played a little bit of um. Oh, uh, what's the the puzzle game that wasn't The Witness? The Talos Principle. Principle. That's the one. It's the only one. Yep. Sorry, Cyan. You knew what I meant, so it's clearly the only one. Sorry, Alexei Pajitnov. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my theory is that falling block games like Tetris are only called puzzle games because Tetris pieces fit together like jigsaw puzzle pieces. Yeah, and nobody knows what else to call them. Right. Yeah, I'll buy that. Uh, Atelus Principle is, is, you know, it's it's enjoyable, uh, but it's feeling pretty samey. Like, I've played it for five or six hours, and the puzzles, none of them have been very difficult. Have you acquired all of the optional stuff? I have not. Okay. uh, I have not been compelled to. Um, The thing that I think made me less likely to want to spend a bunch more time on the Talos principle was the sort of analogness of that world means that there are kind of an infinite number of places that any given thing could be. And so it makes it harder to tell if you're on the wrong track or if you're just not setting it up exactly correctly. Oh, I see what when you you're, oh, when like, you're making a solution. Like and the, so the lasers or whatever, yeah, like things, things with like slop, like a platformer with a sloppy jump. Yeah. Right. Where yeah. it's like not, obvious whether am i fucking this up or is this too high for me to jump like mm. could i make like there's that that sort of granularity they thing do mitigate that makes that it very quite a lot by trust. having the but by how the the targeting icons gray on or off depending on whether or not your laser can hit that from where you're about to put it and things like that mm. okay but, that hasn't been a problem for me so far but i also feel like this game is going to get a lot harder and I'm probably going to quit before it does. What what area are you in? Like what's the environment? Uh I think I just got to the second floor of the tower I'm not supposed to go into. Okay. But are, I don't know are if you that, like still I don't in, know if that are, are you still working on like I don't know warehouse A or whatever or have you moved to Egypt or uh, Yeah, I'm definitely I mean I am in in Egypt. Okay. Which reminded me a lot of Serious Sam. Yeah, Serious Sam, yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like those guys. I don't know if that was deliberate on their part or if they only have like two art reference books. The next area unlocks a new object and corresponding puzzle element that's pretty interesting. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you want me to spoil it or not, but... Uh, I. For the listener's sake, let's say no. Okay. Um, I've been kind of enjoying the the story stuff that happens on the terminals, but mm-hmm. there is... I only have so much patience for reading... That stuff's getting kind of samey, too. Um, and also, like, there seems to be a, a side game in there where uh, you, you, you're trying to prove that you are a human by answering questions oh yeah trying to dickering with the ai well, guy yeah yeah and uh it 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 um evaluates you on how uh how human you are based on whether that you you have any self contradiction in your answers um and and more self contradiction means more human Is well i i haven't point? figured that out yet um and i i 
feel like I, I need to, I was going to try to optimize in both directions, but to do so, I would need to like actually write down the, write down the questions and write down like the, the, the results that I got and actually compare them and figure out what to say next. And that's just so much work. <laughs> and I, I'll probably just go to a YouTube video of it. Yeah. I mean, this Telus principle is a game that like I am enjoying, but it doesn't feel like I'm getting as much out of it as I'm putting in. If you, if you want, if you spend a lot of time, like wandering around and poking in the corners, there's some pretty fun Easter eggs you can find. Okay, that's cool. Um, and the the puzzles for getting all the gold stars tend to be a lot more complex. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've gotten a couple of those, but they were ones I just stumbled into as opposed to tried for. Yeah, there is man, there is one that I I never figured out the correct solution uh, for how to solve it, and only got it by stealing crates out of two other puzzles and smuggling them into the puzzle where uh, where that star was. And Do you I like could... throw them over the wall or Yeah, it was it was tricky as hell too cuz there were there were only like very specific places that you could get a crate over the wall <laughs> in in each of those other puzzles. That that just makes me wonder like cuz they they work pretty hard to make sure that you can't do that sort of thing. That makes me wonder if that was deliberate on their yeah, part. Yeah, like, was that definitely not so. that intentional? Uh, no, solution? I'm pretty sure it wasn't intentional. That well, no, I it, it definitely wasn't the the correct solution. There is a a non out of bounds solution for that that I I discovered I found out later uh, okay. by watching somebody's video or something. But if you watch like the uh, like a a a, a um, SGDQ speedrun of Talos Principle, that game is pretty broken in terms of getting out of bounds. <laughs> cool. There there were a lot there I, I found like a few places where I could get out of bounds and wander around in places that you're not supposed to go, but those guys found a lot more. <laughs> it's kind of neat finding them though. I, I kind of I was I played it like I went. I was going for a hundred percent with no hints, but given like the general rebellion philosophy of the story of the game, and I, I figured it was legit if I found a way to solve a puzzle by going out of bounds. And it's kind of interesting wandering around out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good game. I still need to do the DLC. How big is it? How big is the game? Uh, it is three of those, um, you know, those, those sort of themed areas that are about the same size as each other. And then a couple of smaller areas that you unlock by getting all the stars and then the puzzles going up the tower. Okay. So I would say that the tower and the bonus areas are... All together, maybe half or two thirds the size of one of the main areas, maybe. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how far I am through it. It sounds like I'm further than I thought. Hmm. Yeah, maybe I'll touch it again. We'll see. I've also been playing. Um, I played uh, Yoshi's Woolly World and Chibi Robo Ziplash, which I'll talk. At the, about at the same time because I feel the same way about both of them 
which is to say that they make me wonder like if I just don't like platformers anymore. <laughs> like they're both really like they're both really competently made, but there's just it might just be that the there's no hook to the design and the hook might be, you know, this is a really difficult game or this is a really interesting place to explore or or it just has a really compelling story, but there are there are no it, it, it feels very rote to go through all these levels. Sure. I felt the same way about Kirby's Epic Yarn. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, too. It, it feels very... They both feel very much like that, where this is like, here's an activity to do. And Kirby's Epic Yarn and Yoshi's Woolly World have the advantage that you can play at co-op, and so it's also a social activity. And if I had a, a woolly partner, I might actually play through the whole game just, you know, to have a thing to do with a friend. Unless you encountered a woolly bully who uh, yeah, insisted on doing all the playing himself would, and not letting you play. They could play that game themselves all they want. Um, yeah. Uh, someone someone, tell me about a really good new platformer. Spelunky. Salt and Sanctuary? That's not, that's, is, is, that, is that a game about, like, so when I say platformer, I mean it's about, like, uh, about physical navigation through space. Um, How is Spelunky not? It's just oh, not it totally new. is. It's just not new. It's just not new. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, I've heard really good things about Salt and Sanctuary, and I really wish that it would come out on PC so that I could play it. It's. I kind of bounced off of it. I I recognize mm. that it's good, but the I there's some weird decisions made in it, and it's going to take me some getting used to before I come to like it. I think. Are you but like a hella lot of, stoked a lot about Dark Souls do. 3? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm probably I'm a little nervous because I want to finish recording my let's play of Dark Souls 2 before I start playing Dark Souls 3 and I'm probably not going to make it in time. So I'm going to have a copy of Dark Souls 3 sitting here on my desk burning a hole. I am but. sad that people are playing Dark Souls 3 and figuring out all the cool secrets before it's actual launch date yeah, yeah well, how is that That's happening um, it's out in japan it's out in right? japan out in and J- the japanese yeah. version has english in it like it just has a, a flag like set in the settings you can change the language to english why have they why did they not do a, a simultaneous release um this apparently like apparently the the uh the version that got released the international version is pretty buggy and they are saying that the uh, U.S. version will be much less buggy. There's like a day one patch coming. I don't know why they decided that the Japanese people should be saddled with the terrible version of the game for three weeks. Um, I also don't really, like, I don't know. By the time I played Dark Souls, it was after its PC release, Mm -hmm. and it was not made worse for me by the fact that people had, other people had played it a well, year you don't, earlier, right? I mean, so are you? Do you mean that this missing? like the community aspect? Yes, of that's what I mean. It? Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I, I can see that, but you and like, all I, the I like-minded not... Americans who have not sought anything out about it can still do that, but you're just worried that like assholes are going to poison it. Uh, that or like it'll just be hard psychologically to like what. Like, one of the good things about everybody figuring out at the same time is that there's no temptation to just go to a wiki. 
Okay. Um, and I have never played a Dark Souls game <clears throat> or Souls game at launch, so I've never actually had that experience. And this is and like you were just wanting that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll move to Japan. Kevin, what have you been playing? Uh, I played an hour of uh, Ocarina of Time. Okay. I'm stuck in the Deku tree or whatever. Really? <laughs> yeah, I just don't... I, like, I, I spent like 15 minutes sort of at the... Uh, like one room away from the end of the dungeon that I don't know... I just don't know how to get any further. And so I'm confused. Yeah, there's like something that I'm just not understanding. An hour into the game... I, I remember it being about that long before you even get into that dungeon, so I think you're doing okay. Okay, I guess. I don't know. Like, yeah. There's like a there's like a, a stone wall between me and one room, and then there's a, like a web over a hole. And like I broke through one web by jumping on it from a really big height, but I can't get above this one really far. Oh, I remember the solution to this. So like I like maybe could burn it, but I don't know how to do that. Yeah. But I don't know how to like burn something on the ground. I can burn things in that like things that are like flat. Okay, yeah, that's not really a puzzle. Then uh, you're just supposed to swing the Deku stick, and then you can burn the thing on the ground. Oh, okay. Or you like roll. If, I think you might it. have to do it multiple times so that he gets into the combo move where he does one over his head. I see. <sighs> I okay, because okay, I've only ever done that with the sword. I didn't realize you could do that. Yeah, with the, you, when with it's the you stick. can you can swing it when it's equipped like a stick. Okay, that explains why I had to move the stone. But now I don't. I still don't know how to get past the brick wall but maybe that's later i fuck i don't know there's like a one additional room that is on that floor that has a stone wall or something yeah i don't know it's okay it has are you playing it on 3ds i am okay yeah it has the same problem like uh, the the camera controls are i am not super happy with them having to like turn around and then hit a button to like turn the camera around i feel like when i was playing ocarina of time originally i just in i just got into the habit of just hammering on the center of the camera behind me to, to just sort of over keep it and over and over and yeah. over and over again like every multiple times a second so one thing that the 3ds does which is kind of interesting is there's a button on the touch screen which you can hit and then you can just move the 3ds around and look at the room that you're in yeah using the gyroscope as like a, or the as like a giant window accelerometer rather yeah because you could always throw ocarina of time into first person mode and it goes into that mode like once you get like the boomerang and the and the bow and arrow like it puts the you in slingshot first person to, could do that yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah yeah the slingshot you just direct it with the with the stick instead but the like slingshot just, eventually gets replaced with the bow and arrow so oh okay i think you can turn that feature off because otherwise oh, wait, no the young link has the slingshot and old link has but yeah you haven't gotten there yet you haven't gotten I've, to the yeah, turn. Got no, there hasn't yeah. been no time or any ocarinas yet so <laughs> <laughs> i think you can turn that off because if you couldn't, then it would be impossible to do anything first person, like on a plane, or on a- <sighs> yeah. I mean, you can you can look around. Yeah, there's like a limited look around without that, but this it is actually surprisingly cool. I yeah. think to be able it's, to it do is that. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I you know I'm enjoying it. I I have never played through it before, so this is it's I, I'm I'm curious how I'm going to feel about it as an adult. Also, in, in Retronauts, uh, I was listening to the Ocarina of Time Retronauts, and they talked about how when that game was initially in development, it was a first-person game, and it was like going to be like oh. Metroid Prime. Hmm. Whoa. But then, supposedly, Miyamoto walked in and was like, no, what the fuck is wrong with you? 
and made it into a third person game. And it was the other way around with Metroid Prime. Where it was going to be a third person and... And then Miyamoto decided that... <laughs> I, and I think he... Well, I, I, this could be apocryphal, but if so, I think he was right both times. On Idle Thumbs, they were telling the story of the original Diablo design. Oh, yeah, that was how great. Diablo was oh, turn-based. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, that yeah. was so good. And he told the guys it would take him months to turn it into real time. And then all he did was make a turn happen every 20 seconds automatically. Or every twentieth of a second, rather, mm. and it just worked. <laughs> right. They did all of the like character modeling in clay for the original Diablo, and like for Diablo, they did. Yeah, because I know they did that for Doom. Yeah, no, they did. It, they also did it for Diablo. Huh, so it was just like rotoscoped, basically. I think like so. Stop motion. I yeah. Think the, the article I saw said that they experimented with that, but ended up not using it for the final thing. Uh, that's not the story that I heard. Really? Did hmm. did the first Diablo have? Did the first Diablo have um, individual individually rendered pieces of armor that you could put on? Mm, it did not. Okay. And the second Diablo barely did. The second Diablo just had a handful of sprite sheets for each character class okay. that would respond to like certain armor sets that you could get. Oh, right, because you could get the, like the sort of like. Special armor sets. Yeah. That, that and there were like a few of those that had sprites, but not. Uh, this is another reason that Diablo 3 is the best Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Torchlight is the best. Di- anyway, um, <laughs> I saw a talk uh, given by. This was back when Factor 5 still existed uh, about the development of Lair. Uh, about how um, that was the PS3, the PS3 launch game that I, was that crazy six-axis flying dragon game. Yeah, yes, the, okay, the flying okay. dragon game, and they were talking about modeling dragons. And this was um, uh, right about when ZBrush came to aw- the awareness of the game development community, uh, and they talked about how they actually had two art pipelines, two separate art pipelines. Um, for the same thing. And one was they would make the, they would make the models using, I think Maya and ZBrush and then texture them and rig them and animate, animate them. And the other one was that they would make, uh, physical objects like clay models, mm-hmm. scan them, clean them up, uh, texture and animate them. And the reason that they had two separate art pipelines was that, so they had a larger, uh, art talent pool to hire from. Huh. And that it, it it took about the same amount of man hours to do either one. And they could just, because they could hire somebody to do one. Oh, so they, you're side. saying they did some of it one way and some of it the other way. Yes. Not like, okay, so that makes, like, they couldn't hire enough ZBrush people to make all of the assets they needed to make. Wasn't that game, like, terrible? Wasn't uh, it, like, really poorly reviewed and I have, popular when it came out? I've It was. Um, and I've heard that... Um, that happened because Sony insisted that it be six axis controls instead of joystick controls. And that if they hadn't done that, it would have been, you know, just another, it would basically be a reskinned X, um, a rogue squadron, rogue squadron. Yeah, yeah. That was what it felt like. Right. I guess they just released rogue squadron on steam. Oh, really? That's interesting. It, um, the screenshots I saw looked very, you know, Nintendo 64. Sure. Um, 
but it might be the, fun. The GameCube Rogue Squadrons looked pretty good for GameCube games. God, I want a good Star Wars game so much. <laughs> what about the what about the one you're playing on your phone? <laughs> oh, I deleted it. Oh, thank um, God. It what is it? What is a good Star Wars game? I just like a, basically Republic. like a well, yeah, but uh, like but like a Jedi Knight. Like another Jedi Knight game. Like just a first person. Like I want Battlefield Star Wars to have a really awesome campaign where you're doing some Star Wars shit in Star Wars world. Or I want Knights of the Old Republic 3 or whatever. I want them to do what the Secret World did with the park and make Knights of the Old Republic 3 out of reused the Old Republic assets. Did you play that? That MMO? The Old Republic? Yeah. Yeah. How was it? I, you know, it was, it was fine. It was like as good as launch World of Warcraft, probably, but that just wasn't enough sure. for a game. Also, the the way that items worked made no sense in a sci-fi game, and especially in a Star Wars game. Yeah, like item the itemization was a confused mess, and nobody wanted to dress like a space clown. <laughs> and it was a bigger deal when your archetypes were not like random fighter guy, random wizard guy, but your archetypes are Luke Skywalker, Han Solo. Like they just had wardrobes that were designed by a costume designer and not by a bunch of. I I was playing, I played a smuggler to the level cap and I was just wearing like a basically like a big plastic fireman's hat the entire time. <laughs> Like, Han Solo did not have gloves, and he especially did not have one pair of gloves in the first 15 minutes of Star Wars that he then traded in for a slightly (laughs) nicer pair of gloves for the second 15 minutes of Star Wars, and then so on and so forth up through all three of the movies until he had, like, really just fucking sick, sick gloves (laughs) At the, in the very last scene on Endor, where he like high fived everybody else with their, they were also wearing a bunch of sick gloves. There are a lot of game mechanics that were invented for fantasy games that don't work in other genres of game. The, uh, people have been talking about the division, and I forget who brought this up, but, um, they have the same sort of itemization in that game. You just keep getting better hoodies. Yeah, yes, exactly. Wow, really? Yeah. That is such garbage. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, and they also have the thing where like where like black people are orcs basically. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> the secret world at least did it like their your equipment slots were all like a ring and a necklace and like maybe like a smear of ash on your forehead or like a tattoo or something, right? Like they were all things and all of your clothes were just cosmetic. Yeah. So you could just, your guy just looks like what he looks like Hmm. and the gear is not pictured, but that also means it's not cool. You know, like you don't get your giant cool shoulder pads with that are wolves with lightning bolts shooting out of the eyes. That's cool because you're, it's secret. It's a secret world. (laughs) Not a, yeah. not a like walk out on the street and everyone's like, holy fuck, what's going on? Right. World. Right. World. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anything besides Ocarina of Time? Uh, Dan Bob, uh, 
I don't know if he actually listens to this podcast or not, but he, oh, he recommended a puzzle game from a long time ago, actually, that I had played before but had given up on because it was too simple. But I think I just didn't let myself get into it far enough. Uh, it's called Transmission. Um, and it's by the Science Museum. I, I don't know. Which Science who, Museum? Who, I don't know. It just says the Science Museum. Uh, and it's it's just like a puzzle game that sort of talks about different like transmission technologies you know like radio and cellular and stuff like that but then just makes these sort of abstract puzzles with that vague conceit and it's really good so i've been working my way through that it's hard it's really fucking hard by the end um yeah that's about it what about you riff uh i played a like the first case in uh sherlock holmes crime and punishment what's that it is a well it it is it mm. it's basically sherlock holmes csi i mean it's basically if you imagine what a sherlock holmes game is bound to be that's pretty much a, what is it there is like a, a goth girl running the lab I've never seen that particular iteration of CSI. So I just okay. mean in general. I could be crime scene It could be another procedural show that has that. Um, Are you thinking of Bones? No, I'm thinking of the like on Netflix. There's always this picture of a goth girl, and I think she represents CSI. Yeah, I think there is a CSI where like one of the one of the medical chemistry people in the lab is a goth chick. I don't. Yeah. I don't know that show. But just the, so the way uh, the way this one worked was, you know, it starts out and you're Holmes and Lestrade shows up and says, hey, got this murder. And you you go to the, the place where the murder happens and you, you know, you question the guy's wife and you look around the crime scene and you gather clues and so on. And then you hit a button on the on the controller and it goes into Holmes's brain where you <laughs> see like the clues he's discovered floating oh around God, really yeah as like lines of text and you like draw a line from one to the other and if that's meaningful it makes a little synapse glow <laughs> and and those are like your 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 nodes of like evidence or or not so much evidence but the ideas that sherlock is having about this evidence and as you connect more and more of those they they connect together into paths and some of them like maybe there's a a connection that you've drawn between two things that gives you this idea but that idea could be interpreted in two different ways and so it'll, it'll be like a switch that you can flip to one direction or the other one and depending on which direction you have you have it flipped that causes other conclusions to join together which may cause you to go okay this guy is the murderer or that guy is the murderer and as you as you're going through collecting all this information and trying to establish a conclusion in this first case anyway there were three uh different guys who reasonably could have or there were three guys who, depending on what switches you flipped, any either one of these guys could have been the murderer. So you have to look at like the choice points and go, which one of these you think makes more sense so that you're accusing the guy that you think actually did it. And you have to choose not just which guy you're going to accuse, 
But then you have to make the moral choice of, am I going to have this guy arrested or am I going to let him escape? So it was pretty interesting. And there, it's like, did he do it for the right reasons or Yeah, whatever? exactly. Or was this just self-defense? And uh, it's pretty cool. And there were some interesting little mini games. There was like a... Uh, uh, there is a an arm wrestling mini game where I had to arm wrestle a sailor to to ingratiate myself so that I could uh, so that I could interview him, and it's like this this mini game where you have to watch the the guy's facial expressions to know when he's forcing you so that you know which button to hold down to resist or if he's got like the more relaxed looking facial expression, you know that's when you should be pushing him. Huh. There was like a a sort of uh uh like a target practice mini game where Holmes is trying to throw a throw a harpoon through a pig <laughs> to to see how strong a guy would have to be to to impale another man and stick him in the wall with a harpoon and uh, there was like a little chemistry mini game it was it was interesting it was pretty fun so I'm I'm reading the Wikipedia the alarmingly comprehensive Wikipedia article about this goth girl character in these NCIS. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking over For, your shoulder here. So, like, So here, here's the caption on a picture of a stuffed animal. Bert, Abby's stuffed hippo that often provides being a running gag by farting <laughs> when squeezed. Whoa. What? <laughs> I, it's a pretty good sentence. <laughs> that, that's and, amazing. Are you go being a running gag? <laughs> yep. He often provides being a running gag by farting when squeezed. Ah, man. Don't, I mean, don't we all? Really? That's the, that is really the best you can hope for in a partner is finding someone who often provides being a running gag by farting when squeezed. Mm. That's, yeah, that's really well wrought. <laughs> that, by the way, so I, I wanted to point out that that photo is perfectly reasonable a photo of a person. The photo that I'm talking about, like that they use as the cover of CSI on Netflix, is like it's like an one of the earlier photos in a Suicide Girl photo shoot. You know, before oh, they start taking off the clothes. clothes. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That. Yeah, that one. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's fucked up. Also, that woman is like 45. That's not <laughs> dignified. I mean, it's fine. You can dress like that when you're 45 if you want to, I guess. Anyway. But it's not dignified. <laughs> uh, guys, this assignment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we haven't yeah. talked about that yet. Day of the Tentacle. Yeah. I, I, I still remembered almost all of the solutions. Yeah. Same. I never played it as a kid, and yeah. I got a couple hours in, and I was like, man, this is just an adventure game. Like, yeah. There are how, like, how far did you get in, in a couple of hours? Um, I, so I, you know, got sent to various time periods. Um, it says I got 10% completion, but I did not solve any puzzles that I was aware of. I, like, Definitely saw things that felt like they were going to be the solutions to puzzles, but never figured out how to get them. Like, Kevin found a time capsule. I found some wine. I needed some vinegar, but I didn't find a time capsule, so I didn't figure out how to... I didn't find any wine. I didn't, he know didn't I find needed the vinegar. wine. So, like, uh, it's... Yeah, no, you, you totally put it together in your head, though. I, like... 
Well, that's, and so I was saying that I feel like I would have had a really fun time playing this game in grade school, coming to school the next day, talking with Zach mm. about what we had both found the last, the night before, yep. going home, figuring stuff, some more stuff out. Yeah, like we should be having with Dark Souls 3. <laughs> Thanks from. Uh, but like, as an adult, I just, I, I was having a really hard time, like, yeah. caring enough. So I, I. I finished the game in about three hours because I knew all the puzzles. Oh, wow. Okay. And that feels about right. Like, I feel like that's about how much time I have for an adventure game these days. I think I spent about two and was only 20% done. So I yeah, I feel like there's a lot more going on. <laughs> there were so many rooms and then so many items. And then the yeah. idea of like the idea of getting to the point where I just had to like rub every item on every other item in every room combined with the cumbersomeness of feeding items back and forth between the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I was, was just the like, toilet. it's just like exhausting. Like I just was exhausted just thinking about it. So one thing you should know is that you can just in the inventory screen, just drag an item to a character. And it, and it, oh. oh, not having to do the toilet at all. Oh, yeah, you, you don't yeah, have you to just, walk to the toilet. Oh, God, that would have saved so much time. Yeah. The yeah. first time you do it, the character says, oh, I'll go to the toilet and flush this. And, and then when you come back, he's just back where you started. And this, the second time, oh, you just hear a flushing sound. Yeah. It really does seem like a lot. This was a long way towards making a game more sort of accessible and well, tolerable. Well, compared to the original Manic, like, Maniac Mansion, which I spent about half an hour playing, I was like, oh my god, this is so painful. <laughs> and I played like so much of Maniac Mansion when I was a kid. I never got anywhere, but it was fine to not get anywhere it because I would really occasionally find a new thing friendly to do. At the very beginning, I was like... Like, I, I realized that there was probably a key under the map, but I was like, is there anything else I can do here? And there just wasn't. Like, there was just one way to, like, get into that house. And, like, you, you, you can spend you a can bunch like of time. pull back the bushes or something. There's there's something to do with the bushes, probably, but I couldn't get... I tried a bunch of different verbs on it and yeah. it was not letting me do anything. Oh, oh, you played it in the context of this. I, yeah, yeah. Like, I thought that maybe we were... We had done it as an assignment no, 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 at some no. point. We never did. I've, we did I never played, I've never played Maniac Mansion yeah. before. Yeah, so I played I, a bunch of. I played a bunch of it as a kid, and, and it it felt really sprawling. And when I was a kid, that felt like it had all this potential, and it was like this amazing, impressive thing. And now that level of sprawl mm-hmm. feels like well, fuck. Now there's like I know that this is just an adventure game. I know that there are just a bunch of puzzles that Tim Schafer made that are sitting in here, and the size of the possibility space is just Tim Schafer yeah. wasting yeah. my time yeah. rather than to like, like er, go on. No, go, go. Well, ahead. I was just say compared to like a monkey Island, uh, those games always had three chapters like linearly. So at any given time you had a lot fewer places to go. Whereas in this one, it kind of had three chapters, but you were playing all three of them at the same time. Yeah, and they 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 Same interlock time. and in ways that are not obvious. The first time that the first time that it just like suggested something to me and then just cock blocked me from doing it, I just kind of lost what, faith. What was in that? It. Where it was like uh, John Hancock is cold. Maybe he needs some coffee, and I was like, "Oh, there's coffee in the future. I'll give the coffee to this guy." But like, nope, that won't fit in the toilet. He, uh, he he needs coffee. I don't remember that. 
the guy mentions that maybe some coffee would warm him up. The dialogue that's mentions really that clue. coffee might be a solution to the that's, problem. That's completely unrelated to the... Yeah, that's... It, I'm sorry about that. I'm no, sorry well, that happened I mean, it, to you, it's, Zach. It's, it's... You know, it like, I didn't play this until today, right? Yeah. I fucked around and didn't play it, and I didn't have a lot of time. And, like, maybe it's a thing that I would have gone back yeah, to. Yeah, I, I, I feel like... I didn't look at a walkthrough. Like, I, I might still play it, because I feel like... like this is one of those games where it's it's like Super Metroid or Knights of the Old Republic. It's like a game that I've kind of held off on because I've heard that it's good and it seems like a thing that I would really like. And so I'm not yet like just disgusted, disappointed <laughs> in it. Because those really two do think paid you'll, off. you'll enjoy it a lot more with a walkthrough or with like... I wonder if there's I like bet, an Invisiclus an Invisi- yeah, would be I perfect. I bet there's a UHS file for it. I almost guarantee it. Yeah. The, uh, there's some neat stuff in the director's commentary, too. Oh, yeah, I've been meaning to check that out as well. Yeah, I turned that off because I assumed that I didn't Oh, yeah, yeah, you don't to. want to do it your first time. Yeah, I didn't look at a walkthrough because I didn't, I, like, I'm not certain that I'm not going to keep playing this. I had not, I had not completely explored all of the areas that I, that were available to me. It, it also felt like there was a lot going yeah, it's just on. So there's big. one thing you should also know about is there's a key to highlight objects that you can interact with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. shift or whatever. And I just, oh, totally that didn't forgot. exist in the first game and it's so good. I forgot okay. that that was yeah. so useful. I saw that in the like controls and then just never used it. Cause I'm yeah. stupid. I, I really liked the new art. Yeah, it's I neat. They I did... liked flipping back and forth between the new art and the old art. And yeah, the, whenever I did that, I was impressed at how, how complex the old art was, really. Because it, it just looked like, you know, they put a little shimmery pixel filter over it, and but it was actually, it was completely different art. I, I mean, I wonder if they were paintings to begin with. I, they definitely they were, were, but yeah. that's not, you, you can see that in like the, the concept art, but they it's that's they aren't reusing the they didn't like rescan the paintings for the new game they redrew the art mm. it's a, a much cleaner cartoon style um, yeah i actually really like the way this thing looks yeah yeah and like i was specifically really impressed with how like i would go i would hit f1 to switch to the old pixel art and look at the characters and how you can barely see like what the what the character is supposed to be. It's the pixel art just suggests at it and then they flesh it out. And it's exactly what you, you extract would have extrapolated it Mm -hmm. to be. Like I thought they did a, a kind of amazing job, um, taking that stuff and fleshing it out into like an actual cartoon character. When did day of the tentacle come out? Was it like a CD ROM game? It was, I think one of the first CD ROM games, I think it was 92. Like they, they were putting it out on floppies and then, but it was at the same time that Mist was doing really well. So they, they said. Oh, and the CD ROM, so it was like Loom where the, maybe the CD ROM version had the recorded dialogue and yeah. the disc yeah. version didn't. Yeah. I remember the, I think the disc version had the recorded dialogue just for the opening cutscene. Yeah. 93. 93. Okay. Oh, wow. That's much later than wow, I was expecting. That's the year I graduated from high school. <laughs> Did you graduate earlier or are you older than me? Uh, possibly earlier. How old are you, Riff? I, uh, shit, I'm gonna have to do the math. Oh, I'm 40. Oh, I'm, you're older yeah. than me. Well, I, I was born late in the year. I'm a November birthday. But you're still older than me, if you're 40. 
Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's how that works. <laughs> You're going to die seven months before I do. Because <laughs> that's also how that works. It's cool. I'll get, to, I'll get to go to your funeral. <laughs> oh, great. That's, it's cool. <laughs> that is cool. The, think of all the audio that you'll be able to cut together as like a... For his oh weird God. interactive tombstone. Yes. His yes. weird just puzzle tombstone. Oh, that's of, so oh, good. Just, just a loop of everything I've said on these podcasts but with nothing that anybody else says so it's just this mash of, <laughs> oh, right. of me laughing and occasionally saying like a sentence <laughs> it turns out everything you've said on this podcast is one enormous puzzle so one giant cryptogram <laughs> a, a cryptogram oh! really puts a oh, uh. <laughs> <Woo>! <clears throat> one thing that bothered me about i don't know, i don't i don't know if this was exclusive to the remake or if it, it only existed because they were being faithful to the original game, but a lot of the dialogue timing is really uh, awkward. Yeah, yeah, and a lot yeah, of the deliveries yeah. are bad. Slow, like, like pauses, very, like very slow. That the the yeah, dialogue like where, finishes where, talking before the text long, disappears. Yeah, time, and then like it's waiting for the next. Yeah, yeah. The background music seemed buggy too. I was playing it on PS4, and I always it kept. It kept losing the background music and then just playing like like one little musical sting over and over, like past the time or location that it was appropriate and that weird. I didn't encounter that. That sucks. Mm. Yeah, that's I think that might not be true on the PC. I had a weird thing happen where I turned on the rock music in the tentacles room and then left it on so it was playing everywhere. <laughs> and then when I went to talk to that suicidal salesman guy, he was complaining about the a different music that I had never heard. Oh, because I didn't hear, like uh, yeah, some other music. Oh, playing the classical, there you, the classical music or whatever. Yeah, the, which I had just never heard because right, it's apparently it was, only audible in his room, yeah. and only if you didn't have the stereo. Go on. to the rooms in order, like which because I did them in reverse like order because I, I started at the the roof and went down. Yeah, so did I. But I went to the tentacle room before the salesman. Yeah, yeah, me too. There's so many fucking things to pick up and so <laughs> many rooms. Like it was. It's yeah. a really sprawling game, and I remember talking about when we played Dropsy. Mm. I played, I put probably put two, oh, yeah. three, three, three hours into Dropsy, and I really enjoyed them because I wasn't trying to solve any puzzles. I was just like enjoying looking at all the stuff, right? And I feel like you could approach Day of the Tentacle that way with no intention of finishing it, and just in that respect, it's very generous with content. Um. But if you're trying, if you're approaching it as like, this is a, this is a, this world is a puzzle I need to solve, then it's so much to keep in your head, so much to, to think about, and like so many things that could go together but don't. I mean, this was a less confusing than Dropsy, right? Like, it's less deliberately obfuscated. No, it's less so for me, certainly, because I played this game when I was a kid. Well, sure. Okay. We did not decide what the next assignment is going to be, oh, and that's whoops. aggravating because it's never entertaining to listen to this. Beep, beep. All right, so let's just do super hot as an assignment. We super. it kind of came and it kind of came and went, and we didn't talk about it because it came and went during our uh, our little uh, unintentional hiatus. But it would be interesting to talk to you guys about it in a formal way. So that's our assignment. Okay, done. Cool. Uh, you guys. 
you guys. I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 235 of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us, and I hope you'll consider backing us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash VGHD, where you can, uh, you know, you can just toss us a, toss us a buck or two. Or as, uh, as, uh, as Ben McGraw would say, he tosses a couple of shekels. Shekels? <laughs> he, a- he very frequently describes things as, oh, that's worth a few shekels. He, that's, it's like an affectation that he has. He, he must have developed this affectation in between, just in between times I see him and then he stops doing it when I see him. Or maybe you just don't ever talk to him a lot about magic cards. Hmm. Oh, is, <laughs> that's normally what he's talking about when he, like, oh, this one's worth a few shekels, he says. I see. Yeah. yeah no, I definitely don't. Anyway, consider going on Patreon and tossing us a few shekels like Ben McGraw. Or magic cards, Didn't. apparently. Yeah, send us some magic. Give us one Black Lotus per episode. Give us one, uh, I don't know. Uh, the pit? Wh- yeah, what's a magic card that's worth a dollar? Oh. Uh, disenchant. <laughs> forest. <laughs> a, uh, a, a prismatic forest. forest. Yeah, foil forest. Foil forest, yeah. Okay. For a forest. Uh, for a forest. All right. Well, one of the things that we're going to have to deliver to uh, our Patreon backers now that they're paying for this is some sort of non just fucking around sign off. Maybe they get to decide what the sign offs are. Oh, they. Wow. That, that, that okay. text definitely like they we did not say in the Patreon that we would not have a fucking around sign off. <laughs> That's true. We said we would continue to bring you the quality that you're accustomed to. So, yeah, we don't know you guys shit. <laughs> Bye, everyone. See you. Have a great week, everybody. Good night. That's good. Yeah, we don't. We don't owe you guys yeah, shit. No as a good promises. new sign off. Green bone destroyer. Yeah, there was a thing in the in the Sears catalog that Riff and I were looking at for work. Uh, the eighteen ninety seven Sears catalog that we've been using as a rich source of of materials. That's uh, yeah, a green bone destroyer. What? Like green bones? Is yeah. that like the? Is that like the fish boner? I don't know. The wonder I boner? No, I don't know. Let me let me look at the. Let, <laughs> uh, let me look at the text that I sent to Riff about it. It says, "Our sixteen dollar and fifty cent bone cutter. This is the genuine man's green bone cutter, and we believe the best on the market at any price. This is a thoroughly practical machine for cutting green bones, either by hand or power. Simple in construction, with nothing to get out of order, and easy to operate. They cut fast and fine. The knives are made of the finest steel. Can be taken out when dull, sharpened, and replaced in a few minutes. Green, as in like inexperienced." <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I sent a picture of that to Riff and I said, what is a green bone? <laughs> is it like I, I just assumed green tree branches? Is that like children's bones? I just assumed green was the name of the company and it was the gr- green bone destroyer. No, it's Mans is the name of the company. It's oh. like in Team Fortress 2. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've not started the show yet.